are live for the debut episode of GSU Panther Zone. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York from Impact Media, where this will be our weekly dive into the world of Georgia State football. Uh, if you would like to follow the show, you can find us on Facebook by searching GSU Panther Zone, Impact Media, or um, myself, Jeremy York. You can find us ways like that. On Twitter, you will find all of our Impact Media show links on Team Impact Media. Or if you are so inclined to want to follow myself on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, or Instagram, it is at the Impact 99. You will find us. Now, a little bit about me and why I'm doing this show. A couple years ago, I used to, uh, when I when I had the solo podcast about Georgia State, I called it Panther Zone, I called it GSU Panther, things like that. It is now called GSU Panther Zone. It is its own standalone show that will bring you, we will bring you every week. Uh, occasionally, we will have people stop by to say hello, but basically, this is going to be the quick hit podcast to catch you up on all things Georgia State football. I have covered the Panthers since uh, late in the season 2015. Uh, a lot of times I'm going to try to uh, get you access to things that you don't normally get access to, including uh, the press conferences and uh, things like that. We're going to have a lot of press clips and things like uh, just, you know, related things like that. Things that you don't normally find other places, I'm going to try to bring to you here. You know, statements by the players, the coaches, things like that. Just other fun things. Plus, like I said, going to have various people drop by with ties to Georgia State that I think you guys are going to enjoy. So, that's a little about me, a little about this show. Also, later this week, we are going to, uh, we are debuting two other new shows. We are going to debut a show about Georgia Tech that I am co-hosting with GT John, otherwise known as John Watts, here at Impact Media. That will be debut, I think it drops tomorrow, where we will do the same thing we're doing with Georgia State, but we will do it with Georgia Tech. And nobody knows more about Georgia Tech than GT John. It says so right in the name. Also, we're debuting a University of Georgia, yep, Georgia Bulldogs show called Hunker Down. The Georgia Tech show, by the way, Up With the White and Gold. I think you guys are going to enjoy that, and Tech fans will get the reference. Hunker Down is our Georgia Bulldogs show. It will be debuting probably after this one today, and uh, it'll just be once a week, same thing. We're going to um, – got some fun stuff I want to do with that one. We are going to have some interesting guests stop by in that one. We will talk more about that on the actual Hunker Down show. But for now – Let's let's talk a little bit about Georgia State. The Georgia State Panthers, they're coming off a year where they were 7-5 and five in the regular season, uh, which was just astounding because they did not have the world's best start whatsoever. Um, this led to making the Camellia Bowl where they, uh, they rallied to win like five or six in a row in the end. It was, it was just remarkable. Uh, but they get the Camellia Bowl berth versus Ball State. And quick tie-in there, Coach Sean Elliott, who is the current head coach 
of the Panthers. The one before him was Coach Trent Miles. Trent Miles actually went to Ball State, so it was an interesting little tie-in as far as that. In the Camellia Bowl, of course, Georgia State prevails. That was on Christmas Day. Uh, what a fun Christmas treat. You wake up, you see family, you, you get to do some fun things. Hopefully you had a good Christmas morning. You watch some Georgia State Panthers uh, obliterate Ball State. It's one of the best games I've seen them play in a long time. They get the win with that. As I said, so that basically leads to an 8-5 and five season, one of the best seasons in Georgia State Division I history. They have been a school, or they have been a football team for 13 years, I believe. I believe that's right. Um, about half of those have been, a little more than half, have been in the Division I uh, setting. The coach is Sean Elliott, formerly of App State, formerly of, uh, he did a lot of coaching and playing there. He also was the interim head coach when Steve Spurrier stepped down with the South Carolina Gamecocks. We will get into that tie-in here very, very shortly. But um, in his short period here with the Panthers, you've seen this program go leaps and bounds. Trent Miles set it up to this particular, you know, elevation point, and Sean Elliott has taken that ball and ran with it. He is uh, fantastic. He is fun interview. He is fun to just chit-chat with. If you run into him at the movies or on the street, I implore you to go see games live, and uh, I will definitely feature a lot of things he says at the press conference here in this show because he says a lot of good stuff, and like I said, he's, he's a good guy. You can actually get that, that vibe off him. He's a great guy. Let's talk a little bit about the players. The quarterback is Darren Granger, who threw for over 1,700 yards last season, only the four picks, and he had 19 touchdowns. He did not. He only started two-thirds of the game. Uh, Quad Brown, actually, Cornelius Brown the fourth, who has since transferred out once getting uh, benched for Darren Granger. Quad Brown actually was the initial starter. He started all the games two years ago. We thought, okay, we're going to get a four-year starter, but Granger came in from Furman, and he had played against Georgia State before, so he came in and uh, and did did a really good job, had a really good grasp of the offense. Like I said, 1,700 yards, four picks, 19 touchdowns. That's He had nine starts, I believe, and uh, that is uh, pretty, pretty remarkable numbers. He also rushed 134 times for 646 yards. He... It's not always his first option, but when he takes off running, he has the potential to break it down the field. Speaking of runners, I would argue the best one-two tandem in in Division One college football because most people have a bell cow and a bunch of people behind them. Uh, Tucker Gregg led the team at running back with 192 carries for 953 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, Jemias... Williams, who came over from South Carolina as a transfer. This guy was a DB. He was actually a defensive back. They come over, they tried him around some different places. They said, you know what, let's let you run the ball. He ended up with 128 carries for 859 yards and nine touchdowns as well. That's, he almost had 2,000 yard rushers. And both those guys, all those guys are back this year. All, you're going to see Darren, you're going to see Tucker, and you're going to see Jam. And it's going to be, this is the bread and butter of the offense. You're going to see run first, run first, but they don't 
if it's starting to not work, then Elliot is not afraid to pull the trigger on doing something different because Granger can throw. I mean, three for almost 1,800 yards, you know? Uh, the big wide receiver was Jamari Thrash. That is one of his favorite downfield targets, along with Roger Carter. But Roger Carter is now an L.A. Ram, so it's not really an option anymore. But Jamari Thrash had 32 catches, 452 yards, and three touchdowns. He is a downfield threat. That is almost disrespectful to even call him that because he's so much more. Uh some of the here's your defensive stars. You had the linebackers. Uh, top linebacker was Jordan Venzial. He had 53 tackles and four sacks on the year. You also had Blake Carroll, who had 48, five and a half sacks. He had two forced fumbles and an interception. Then you get to the defensive backs. A couple years ago, Antavius Lane's brother played for the team, and we thought he was one of the most standout defensive backs. And then Ant Lane showed up, and he plays he plays safety like a Sarah's on fire. About 61 tackles, a forced fumble, and five interceptions. On top of, he is a lockdown. He is a, you know, forget Revis Island. When you go to Ant Laneville, it's over. Uh, the kicker last year was Norel Ruiz, who transferred in uh, a couple years ago. He was 45 for 47 on extra points. He was 13 of 15 on field goals. His longest was a 50, and it was a beauty. Uh, but there's going to be an open competition this year because Norel Ruiz, well, he graduated. The open competition is being led right now by punter. Michael Hayes, who is an astounding punter. I am a huge Michael Hayes fan. You're going to hear me talk about Michael Hayes a lot on these shows. You're going to hear me talk about Seth Glauser, who is the long snapper. And, you know, you, I love to talk about special teams because they don't get a lot of love. Neither do the offensive linemen, but this offensive line, we're going to talk about them in a minute. Uh, but like I said, Michael Hayes is probably going to be the punter and the kicker at the moment. We will see how that works. And I uh, look forward to seeing what he can do. They only lost one starting offensive lineman. The other four starters are coming back. So replacing only one on the line, that is definitely going to help. Uh, they only lost a couple of defensive starters, and clearly Norel Ruiz, the kicker. That's, that's not going to be that bad of a thing. Uh, they only lost a couple people. You've got practically everybody going. There was a little bit of a, a, a turnover on the coaching staff. Uh, not because of firings, but because a lot of uh, about a third of the coaches ended up getting uh, better opportunities. You know, maybe you're a uh, offensive line coach and they offer you to be the offensive coordinator somewhere, then you by all means take it. You know, and uh, that's that happened. So we got a lot of a couple new faces in the coaching staff. Just fantastic people. I think you guys are going to enjoy them. As I said, I uh, you only lose a couple people. So a lot of this, you're going to see a lot of the depth and a lot of this team from last year, you're going to see them this year. I mean, you know, when I say linebackers and I say Jordan and, and Blake, I'm leaving out 
I'm leaving out Jamal Muhammad. I'm leaving out uh, a couple guys on the defensive line. This defense, especially towards the end of the year, they were getting after the opposing quarterback, and I very much like what we saw, especially when they when they started really churning out six, seven wins in a row, including the bowl win. Uh, they are favored to be the third team in the east of the Sun Belt, which features four brand new teams joining the Sun Belt. A lot of people wondered with all the scattering of the top five what would happen with the Sun Belt. A lot of people said Georgia State should leave the Sun Belt. Instead, what did they do? The Sun Belt expanded, adding four more teams. And we will talk about those four teams when we come back from our break as we talk to you a little bit about our friends from BetOnline.net. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline where the game starts. And we are back. Make sure to visit our friends at betonline.net. They have the stories. They have the uh, betting odds and the wagering. They have podcasts. They do so much of the work for you to make it easier where all you have to do is show up, plug down some of those hard-earned dollars and try to learn, try to earn some hard-earned dollars back. Betonline.net, they're fantastic. Now, before the break, I told you that the Sun Belt added four teams. They've expanded. And those four teams are Old Dominion, Marshall, Southern Miss, and who am I missing? No, James Madison University. Now, the fun part is, is I used to cover Kennesaw State as well, who played in, uh, in a different division, other than Division One. I. I was a bit confused if it was, I don't think it's Division Two. I, I think it's Division One, A, Double A, or whatever it is. But, in their division, they played against Old Dominion, and they played against... James Madison and some other ones like that. So I'm I'm a little familiar with these teams and the way they play. So as we play, as as they come up in the schedule, we will have uh, fun discussions about them. Now here's what this does to the standings: Marshall, Old Dominion, and James Madison all join the Sun Belt East. That is now Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Appalachia State and Coastal Carolina, otherwise known as basically a murderer's row. These are a majority of the heavy hitters, or not a majority, but a good many of the heavy hitters in the Sun Belt. When we go out west, you have Arkansas State, 
the University of Louisiana, you have South Alabama, you have Southern Miss, who's the new one who I said just joined, you have Texas State, you have Troy, and you have Louisiana Monroe. Uh, not saying that these teams aren't really good because they're going to be really good against each other, but typically Coastal Carolina and Appalachian State were in and out of the top 25 last year and Georgia Southern and Georgia State were hanging right with them a lot of the year. So, as I said, Georgia State is projected to be third place in the East. We'll see about that. I think this is going to be a fun, interesting year. You're going to see a lot of great things happen in Georgia State football. Uh, as part of my coverage... I will tell you guys how to, uh, my, my TikTok a lot of times, my Instagram, and uh, we'll fire up the YouTube when, when, we, when we get everything started up with that as well. What I like to do when I cover games, especially Georgia State, is I like to wander around to, because they play in what used to be Turner Field, where the Atlanta Braves used to play all their home games before they moved to SunTrust Field where they're at now, or Truist is Truist Park. Well, there are bits and pieces of, of old Turner Field, now Center Park Stadium, that very much are still kind of nods to the Braves, and there are parts that haven't been renovated yet, and there are parts that have been renovated that are just fun parts of history. You know, famous things that have happened in that stadium. Remember, it was an Olympic stadium back in 1996 before the Braves took it over right after that. So... A lot of my videos, I will show you fun parts of the stadium, things you can enjoy, and uh, just fun places to come interact with the team. So hopefully uh, we get you guys not only listening to this show, but checking out those videos. And who knows, if you run into me while we're at the stadium, I always have the same, I have the same deal. If you run into me at an event, let me know. We'll take a selfie. You put it on social media. You tag us in it. We'll feature it on our stuff as well, and we'll send you a prize. Whether that be a shirt, a hat, some sticker, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but we're going to send you some stuff. Just make sure to flag us down and, uh, and let us know. We'd love to meet you guys. So much fun. Last thing I want to do before I get out of here is this weekend is opening week for all three of these teams. For George State, on Saturday, September 3rd at 7.30 p.m. here local, otherwise known as Eastern Standard Time, on the SEC Network Plus and on ESPN Plus, you can find them in South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks. Remember, earlier in the show, I mentioned some ties to them. Jam Williams, the running back, he transferred from South Carolina. A couple of the coaches on this staff came from South Carolina. Some of them played there. Some of them coached there. Coach Sean Elliott, head coach Sean Elliott, was the interim coach. Steve Spurrier stepped down midseason a couple years ago. So, And he's from South Carolina, from the state of South Carolina. So this is a very fun, entertaining, interwoven game. He's looking to put that, that win on the board a couple years ago. For people who don't know, Georgia State was able to beat an SEC school in Tennessee. In Tennessee, 
and put them on the map. It helped show everybody. It helped show everybody what they were uh, really all about, and it put them on the radar of some other teams. They have uh, since played Auburn. They almost beat Auburn last year, and now here comes South Carolina this year. In fact, their non-conference schedule this year pretty much encompasses uh, the Carolinas. And we'll get more into that each week. But this Saturday, 7.30 p.m. on the SEC Network Plus and ESPN Network Plus at South Carolina. That's going to be fun. Spencer Rattler transferred in. He is now the quarterback up there. To see him and Darren go toe-to-toe slugging this out, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But that's going to do it for the debut episode of GSU Panther Zone. Appreciate you guys joining us here for that. And we will see you guys next week. Go Panthers.